Alright, welcome, welcome everybody. Thanks for tuning into the stream. So, uh, like I said, you know, I've been working on the Disciples of Christ version of the Bible. I just finished uh, releasing Leviticus. And uh, so those are all out there on the Disciples of Christ website. It is docw.us. If you want to check it out, there's links um, on most of the podcasts. And so I wanted to show you guys, right? Let me see. So I wanted to show you, uh, this is a 1611 version of the King James Bible. And so uh, I ordered this offline. And if you're wondering, you're like, hey, what, what is this guy talking about? An 80-book Bible. There's only 66 books in mine. Well, the modern versions of the Bible have 14 books, books removed. They're known as the Hidden or uh, the Apocrypha, right, if you're, uh, if, if you're speaking in Greek. And uh, so these books, they, they were removed for purpose. They, you know, there are purposes behind their removal. But at the time, around uh, 1611, 1640, something like that, uh, the church decided to take them out, right? And so some of the books are graphic, right? But uh, they are contained in here, right? It's not like I'm making it up or anything like that. You can Google it. Uh, and if you're, if you're interested, right, if you want to know why the books are removed, uh, you can read them. Uh, some of them, right, like I said, they have graphic content. They describe the wars of Jerusalem, things like that. Warfare is not always something that you want your uh, kids reading. But So as I just published Tobit, here is the book of Tobit in, there, there we go, in, uh, in the 1611 King James version, right? In this book, uh, Tobit, you know, he talks about how essentially, right, uh, many people and people uh, that he, his people, right, they were sort of disobeying God and they were dragged off uh, into captivity for doing so. And, right, there's Tobit's prayer in them, uh, right? Catholic Bibles have them, right? But also, like, older Christian Bibles have them too. So why they were torn out, uh, you know, you, you can research that, go, do a Google search, whatever, right? It's it, That's on you guys. But I just wanted to show that, you know, they, they are there, they do exist, and they are actually contained within the, the books that, that if you order, right, they'll come with all 80 books in them. 1611 King James Bible. Uh, I thought that was fascinating when I found it. Uh, as, as it is right now, I'm going into the church groups and I'm like, Hey, did you guys know? They're like, yeah, we know. I'm like, oh, okay, great. So, Hey, is what it is. Right. And okay. So I wanted to start off tonight, uh, with a little real world topic, right? And this sermon, uh, it's not exact. It's a very real sermon, right? See, religion doesn't work in some fantasy unicorn dragon fairy fairy tale sort of situation religion faith is real right the the realms of the spirit that we call them well we just define them as spirit while while saying something is spirit right you might think oh it's some fantasy off thing well that's not accurate right we're just calling it spirit we call it spirit because it's sort of undefined we don't have a way to define god right what is god is he is he, um, you know, atoms, uh, small, small molecules, too small to see? Is he energy? Is he spirit? Is he, uh, you know, and there's all sorts of theories out there if you want to look. 
what God is, but all we really know is that God is God. He's real. He's here. He's with us today in the real world, right? So spirit is, is real, right? Uh, the soul is something that has been uh, theorized for, well, for a long time, you know, pretty much since the dawn of time. We've thought uh, of, of mankind possessing a said soul, right? And so religion is very beneficial in this world, in this life. When you take it and you apply it, right, it will also make perfect logical sense to apply it. Right. You will read the verse. You'll say, yeah, that sounds very it's, it sounds smart. You'll do research and you'll say, yeah, the ways of the Bible produce good fruit. Right. Not bad fruit teaching like uh, trust God for everything. Right. No, you trust God. Right. As you give your 100 percent in life. Right. Not not I trust God is got it. So I'm going to sit on my couch all day long and watch TV. God's going to get me my financial dreams. No, that's, that's not accurate. It's not what the Bible preaches. How can we see this, right? Well, you can analyze the prophets. What were the prophets doing? Were the prophets saying, you know, Gideon uh, is appeared to by the angel of the Lord. And uh, he says, uh, Gideon, I want you to do this. I want you to go tear down this altar, right? And Gideon says, well, no problem, angel of the Lord. God's got it. I'm going to go watch, uh, write a book, for example, right? So understanding this sort of real world theology is extremely important. We're not uh, expecting God to do it for us often, right? Sometimes God will work a miracle, but that's on God, right? That is co-laboring. Co-laboring means I am working while God is working. That's co-laboring. And that is what the Bible says our relationship is with God. We're both working. We're both both working to build God's kingdom and we as the servants of God receive blessings for doing those things, right? There are blessings, yes, spiritual, yes, mental, financial, material, etc., 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 emotional, right? Uh, more blessings than I can describe. They are out there. And so what you have to understand is that, you know, God is working for us. and with us right he's building a life he's building our life so understanding that the bible has real world applications and that if you uh analyze the bible in a logical right god did not make the bible the way to salvation the road to a happy life out of mankind's mental uh capabilities right we are able to discern what the bible is pointing to we are able to discern and feel and experience God's spirit and and have when that spirit manifests and when God shows up and you say that must have been God it was a miracle that was miraculous only God could have done that things like that right but at the same time we also understand that uh, commandments like possessing a sincere work ethic being good to each other right these are very uh, basic human beliefs these are taught to children as they play on the playground in our schools right and so it's not exactly rocket science right although there are those naysayers who want you to believe that it is rocket science right um 
oh, the Bible, Bible's not good for you. It's a, it's a, well, they don't, they're sort of speaking out of a point of ignorance. They don't understand that it's really just a very simple, logical road, right? Being good to other people is what you want to do because they will be good back to you. Simple as that, right? And not only will this uh, build per good personal relationships, it, it expands into building uh, good communities, healthy communities where people are watching out for each other. And wouldn't you want that in your community, right? Hey, this, this guy's getting in my face. Maybe he's considering uh, robbing me or something. And, and two of your citizens pull up next to you and say, hey, we don't want you around here. Where are you from? Get out of here, right? Or two of the citizens could pull up and say, hey, we're going to try and teach you. We're going to try and lead you. But real world situation, uh, sometimes we don't practice our Christianity perfectly, right? But understanding that it is a logical, there is a point A where you can trace to point B, right? Point A, uh, reading the Bible, understanding the Bible. Point B, positive application of the Bible, okay? So I want to grasp that. I want to, I want you to understand that. So because, uh, right, there are naysayers out there. They'll try and pull you away from the ways of the Bible. There are false teachers out there that will tell you God's, God's got it. You don't have to do anything, right? And when you turn, you know, 40 years old and you're scratching your head going, hmm, why didn't this happen? Well, that's when you'll know they lied to you. And so anytime that my teachings, right, if you guys have a question, if you want the Bible verse that I am referencing that I'm speaking from because when I'm trying when I'm sermoning right in front of an audience in front of people I'm really speaking from a biblical point of life practice right a code of ethics a way that I have chosen to live my life because I have chosen to be a servant of the one true living God a Christian and Christianity right it is taken and it is applied to the lives of each person who comes to the table, right? So if I go to a church, right, my version of Christianity that I take away will not be the same version of Christianity as another person. And I want to make that exceptionally clear because when you look at the prophets, the prophets are men of renown, men of character, men of courage. So many times when you're uh, analyzing, reading, thinking on, speaking about, Bible verses, you will understand and know that, hey, if I twist this Bible verse just a little bit, it'll just sound a little bit nicer. I can tickle their ears and I can twist the verses to, to, to increase my flock size, to increase my audience size. Interestingly enough, all three of those uh, mistranslations, the big mistranslations that I found in the Bible so far, on the opposite side of the truth is man's strong bias, a strong incentive for man to twist the scriptures away from the ways of God into the ways of mankind and out of the holy kingdom, right? And so uh, do not resist evil. Well, that's hard for people to do, so they don't want to do it, right? It takes a sincere amount of courage to stand up and say, hey, excuse me, what you're doing is wrong. All sins forgiven, right? All sins forgiven. Well, obviously everybody wants to hear that all sin is forgiven. So they just twist it one step too far 
away from all sin can be forgiven. The truth, God can forgive all sin into the realms of do whatever you want. All sin, all your sins will be forgiven. Doesn't matter anything you do, right? What does that sound like when you start to logically analyze it? And so what will they benefit? The bias of, their, of man there is they don't have to do anything. They believe, hey, come to the church. You're saved. You're going to heaven. It's not all candy and roses. It's not all sweet things that you want to hear. Uh, you know, there is Sodom and Gomorrah where God shows up and destroys the city. There is wrath in God, but that is not God's core nature. God's core nature is love and mercy and compassion and truth, right? God is not human that he would lie. And so understanding, right, these biases, we should watch out, right? When the teaching doesn't make logical sense, watch out because they are bad fruit teachings, right? So identifying the good fruit, keeping the good fruit, right? Even if someone else is telling you something that may sound nicer, right? That's not how God made the world work. It's not how God set his foundations in place. And so even if they tell you, which as you know, if you're, if you're probably over 16 years of age, you know, people, sometimes they lie, unfortunately, right? And, you know, we're very forgiving. We're very Christians. We're, we want to lead. We want to bless. We want to help. We want to guide. We want to talk people up. We want to tell them you're going to make it. You're good enough. God loves you. You know, all these positive, incredibly positive things. But if you get too far out into the realms of talking people up beneficially, right? Well, then you're just sort of only saying nice things to people, right? And this is not exactly what you see the prophets doing. Not even Christ Jesus did this, right? And so while we try to stay rooted in that positivity and those positive emotions, love, compassion, making other people feel awesome, right? There is a line where someone steals something and you say, right, <laughs> here's the thing. You say, you tell them, oh, that was awesome. You're so great, right? And that would be a lie. And that is why just speaking positivity 100% of the time is a problem. There is a rebuke contained within the Bible. There is punishment for sins contained within the Bible. And so this is why as Christians, right, we don't, we don't uh, buy into ear-tickling uh, belief, right? It may sound good. That doesn't mean it's good, right? If it sounds too good to be true, some of the times, not all of the time, but some of the times it is. Now, in the realms of God's grace, we get into areas that are incredible, that are awesome, right? God is incredible. God loves us. God loves who we are today, now. Broken, flawed, failing, struggling, crying out for help. God's there with us. That's who he is. And so as God is sitting there displaying the ways that he wants us to adopt to us, when he's walking with us, when he's teaching us, when he's leading us, when he is being forgiving to us, when he is tolerating us so that he can continue to teach us and bless us and lead us to that masterpiece shape that he is constructing and has been constructing out of each and every one of us from the dawn of our days.
So understanding that logically you can you can solve it, right? Any teaching of mine, right? Make a post, write an email. I'll, I will go over it in the next sermon, please. I want you to know that what I'm speaking is 100% biblically accurate. I will not twist the scriptures, even if it means I have to be poor the rest of my life and people don't like my sermons. They will be accurate, they will be truthful, and I will be faithful to the God that I serve. Okay, so I wanted to start off, uh, now we're getting into the notes, so I wanted to start off that, uh, you know, it's a real world, it's a real world topic, and I understand, right, not everybody wants to hear about the war in Ukraine, right, what people want to hear is, you know, blessings, God loves you, miracles right around the corner, Right. Well, you can go listen to Joel Olstein if you want to hear those sort of uh, sermons. So, uh, so first, I want to say that Jesus Christ himself asks for justice, right? And so recently, in regards to the uh, Ukraine war, Pope Francis said, I quote, To defend oneself is not only legitimate, it is also an expression of love for one's country. Right. And this is biblically accurate. Right. Christ cannot ask for justice without us, without asking us to actually do what it takes to bring justice. Right. But this is an unbiased, 100 percent unbiased form of justice. It is not I want to use my power this way because it will benefit me. It is, I use my power this way because I believe that is how God would want me to uphold justice itself. It is not favoring the poor nor the rich. It is giving true, unbiased, God-gifted justice. And keeping that in our minds, in our hearts, in our spirit, mind, action, body, and words at all times. This is one of the core foundations of Christianity. And so, just like the... Pope is saying it is accurate Christianity, what he's saying. The prophets of the Old Testament were not there for no purpose, right? Just because we're in a time of peace and the prophet Joshua doesn't really have much of a, a use in today's peaceful culture, that does not mean that there are not aspects of Christianity that would call, when we would be called as Christians, to do exactly what Joshua did and it's a hard it's hard to grasp but and those those times are not now right they're not current times currently we're in we're in peace times now if you think of uh, a life a person living in Ukraine today right Joshua might have some some utilization there but not today in the US we are in a time of peace and abundant peace. And while we are teetering, right, it's not really a time for a sword. It's more time for a shield, right? Guard yourself against the sin in our culture, right? The sin is rising up. We must guard ourselves. We must put on the whole armor of faith, right? Breastplate of righteousness, belt of truthfulness, the feet of peace, right? Sword of the spirit, right? Um, so understanding all this is important. It will, it will change how you view the Christian religion from an inaccurate viewpoint where you might think, 
oh, it's 100% Christ, we're just all supposed to be martyrs. That's not correct. Christ as the Messiah is the keystone. He's the most important part of the faith. Before you go to step two, right? Before you go to step three, you have to go to Christ because Christ is step one and two. He is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love your neighbors as yourself, right? Those are the commands of Christ. Now, there is more to Christ, right? The overturning of the tables, drive healing people, feeding people, right? Etc., etc., etc. But we're not all called to be 100% Christ, right? The Bible, the rest of the Bible is not uh, there for no purpose, right? And so I like to say it's about 90% Christ Jesus, right? We're 90% love, but the rest of the prophets are contained in, a, in the life of a, a Christian. And so when you stop thinking of Christianity as a religion for martyrs, just Jesus Christ, and it is a large portion of Christ, that's correct. How Christians operate, we operate from the love of Jesus Christ. We operate from the loving state, the loving place of Christ. But that does not mean we are weak. It does not mean we are timid. It does not mean we are cowards, right? When, when called to fight the prophets of the Lord God Israel, they stood up and fought. And I'm not talking about verbally. I'm talking about swords and shields. I'm talking about uh, the books of Joshua, David, right? And these are rare, right? It's not where Christians we want to go. It's not where we often go, allow ourselves to go. But it is a small part of the Christian faith that, right, Christians we're working to keep away from. We're trying to build peace and bring harmony and tranquility, love, right? That community you love, it does not involve war, I guarantee you. So understanding this is important, right? Uh, so let me... Okay, so this is going to be Revelations uh, 21.8. So, uh, but the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, murderers, sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, idolaters and liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Okay, so no coward will enter the kingdom of heaven. And what what the definition of the word coward means is that you don't do difficult things. And so what it means is that out of love, sometimes you might have to stand up for someone. Out of love, you might have to possess some courage. And while this is generally thought of as a male trait, courage, that is absolute 100% nonsense. Women can be just as courageous as men every day of their lives, every day that they choose to do so. However, a, a courageous male and a courageous female might look very different. While, while a male may walk up and confront a thief, a female might go and report a thief. And that is fine, right? We are taking steps to keep sin out of our environments to keep sins, sin out of our family, out of our lives, out of our community, 
out of our nation and out of the world. That is, a, that is what Christ is asking for when he's asking for justice. Justice implies the opposition of sin. Justice implies that someone is doing something unjust and you are bringing that injustice to justice. That is Christianity. So if you think of it looking like a modern day superhero, that's, that's a little bit closer to accurate Christianity. If you're looking at the aspects of the prophets, what the prophets, who they were, what they were doing, that is accurate Christianity. That would be an accurate vision of Christianity. It is not just 100% I'm laying down my life for my friends, but that is part of it, right? It is not we are 100% of the time letting ourselves be crucified. That is not 100% of it, but it is a large part of it. Now, what I'm saying, the one hiccup with what I'm saying, the one problem with what I'm saying is that the nature of mankind is heavily biased. It's heavily drawn towards areas of, I want the power of, I want to go tit for tat with another person instead of give the love of Jesus Christ. So you have to embody the love of Jesus Christ prior to applying the rest of the aspects of the prophets that is christianity but here's the thing here's the one thing if you apply the rest of the prophets of christianity without jesus christ you are not christian at all if you apply the wrath of the war the warrior aspect of joshua without the love of jesus christ you are a servant of the devil and understanding that is extremely important Love is the core of every true Christian. It is where God wants us to operate. It is where God wants us to possess the self-discipline to where when someone else comes and rattles your cage and says, step out of that loving state, step into the realms of hatred with me. You say, no thanks, I'm not interested. You say, not over my dead body would I break my covenant to the Lord God of Israel. That is what Christianity is about. But beware of mankind. Beware of men. Beware of your own nature that wants you to go and get aggressive. That's not Christian. Christianity, we're focused on love. We're rooted in love. We're rooted in giving that love, building other people up, helping the person sometimes, most of the time, helping the person that makes us want to <laughs> destroy them. Helping the person that makes us want to, want to oppose them, right? Helping the struggling lost person who doesn't know how to function in a social situation, who doesn't know how to function, who doesn't know how to get out of the pit that they're in. Helping that person instead of bringing them to the side of the boat where God sent them for you to help them into the boat and drowning them instead. And so it's very easy as being humans, right? To choose our own nature. It's, it's oftentimes difficult to stay rooted in that holy Christian divine love that God represents for each and every one of us. And I, let's see, right, okay, so, right. This is why, right, Jesus Christ came to save the world from their sins, to save us, to lead a mankind 
away from our own sinful ways into the ways of divine glory, into love, the divine realms, exaltation itself. That is why Christ calls himself the Messiah. That is why Christ calls himself the way. John 4, 16, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. And within the words of Christ are contained these hidden keys. These hidden keys that can unlock doors in your life that cannot be unlocked without them. No book contains as much wisdom or knowledge in existence as the Bible And why Christ speaks in parables, why Christians, we do not teach evil people, right? Christians, we want to heal people. We want to lead people. We want to bless people. But after a while, if they don't want to be healed, if they don't want to be blessed, if they don't want to come into morality, then just like Christ, we are to tell them away from me. You who practice evil, practice immorality, practice inequity. Right. There are many translations of that verse. Uh, let's see four. Okay. Uh, right. And so why Christ does these speaks in parables and why I don't always just directly speak over my stream. Uh, hey, here's, here's one of the keys of the Bible. It will help your life. Well, it's because. It's so that they will be ever seeing, but never perceiving, ever hearing, but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. <sighs> right? And so Christianity, right, it is that internal state of I am taking a sincere inner, uh, a, a stance of inner reflection. I'm operating looking at myself. I work looking at myself so that I can stay focused on myself. And once you get yourself to that point where you can help other people, right, where you figured it out, right, that point is a, it's a pretty incredible, it's a good life. People will be asking, they'll be seeking your knowledge. They'll be telling you you're incredible. They'll be telling you uh, thank you so much. They'll be telling you thanks for doing this, right? They'll be blessing you. They'll be wanting to work with you, right? These are all fruits of the Christian Bible. These are all good fruit to have with you as you walk through the days of your life. These are the products of God, of God's ways, of the way. They are the product of the way, who is Jesus Christ. All right, guys, so that's it for the evening. Blessing on you all. God loves you all so much. Don't ever forget it. And I did add a, a donate button down to uh, on the Disciples of Christ web page. If you guys feel so inclined, right, if you want to bless the ministry, if you like what we're doing uh, here, if you like seeing these uh, bad fruit mistranslations being taken out of the Bible and replaced with good fruit, uh, accurate right? Biblically accurate teachings. Uh, not the easy road, but what God said. If you like that, if you like helping uh, the, the over 5 billion copies of the Bible that have already been circulated that have these mistranslations in them, 
If you like getting those, if you like helping people, right, and you feel so inclined, it is there. So blessings on you all. Thanks for tuning in. God loves each and every one of you. Have a great night.